Pets Are Life with Brent and Jeff. Yay! Why am I cheering? I don't know, but yay! This is the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We are cheering and we are happy, but we have no idea why, and I'm sure you don't either. Nope. This is show 91, so the countdown is now nine episodes until 100. We are talking about being salt and light this evening, so turn on your lights and go get your salt shakers, because we're (laughs) going to be talking about the role of the body of Christ in this world as salt and light, and uh, we're excited about that tonight. God has a purpose for us on this earth. If he didn't, he would have taken us right to heaven as soon as we got saved. But um, Which would have been cool. Yeah. Be vaporized into heaven. Immediate. <laughs> as soon as we say the prayer. Gosh. Yeah. Shot but you like know a what? cannon. No one, if that happened, there would be no one around to actually spread the good news of Jesus Christ to other folks. And um, we may have not have been saved. So um, it wouldn't have been that cool. Yeah. <laughs> I take if, that If back. it wasn't for someone else being salt and light in our life. We would still be in that same boat on our way to hell because of sin and uh, because of the individuals that God placed in our life to lead us to salvation. You know, we should take that responsibility, that role just as important, you know, just as seriously uh, of being salt and light. And we're going to get into a little bit of a description, a little comparison of salt and light, the different aspects of it and what what they're uses are and all that kind of stuff so keep it locked here we're going to be making camp in matthew chapter five the last couple episodes we've been finding one section and just digging through the meat of it and we're going to do the same thing tonight like we mentioned before nine episodes left until our 100th episode so stay tuned you want to be there for that special special event for 100 yeah and uh you know i think this is gonna be a good topic because honestly i forget that I am salt and light. You know, I go through my daily routine and all the stuff that I'm involved in and um, sometimes forget that, you know, they're, the, the unbelievers of this world are are looking at me as, you know, in a certain way and that I'm, I truly am in, in Christ's model of the church, um, the salt and the light that's in the world. And um, it's interesting, when we're raptured, the salt and light will leave and uh, the, world, the, food, the world's food will taste bland and a lot of darkness will exist. So... Um, kick that parallel through the evening. Ultra life with Brent and Jeff. That was Flame with Shinin. No G on the end because he's a rapper and that's what they do. Um, that song is so weird. It is the weirdest. He's got like the slowed down voice. I keep it shouting on a dog. <laughs> like I would never that's get cool. away with doing that in like a rock and roll song. I don't think <laughs> they can do whatever they want. It'd be hard Hip-hop. to perform that too. Hip hop is just like amazing. It's just like a free reign right. of just anything goes. That's why we throw it in because it kind of seasons the show. Yeah, with a little, a little salt spice. Hip. Yeah, a little spice along like the that. salt. <laughs> it's spice line. with a Z <laughs> and a, a silent that Q. Would be spiz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Spizzle. So <laughs> so not. So I know. I, lo- I love when we try to be that. Like I know. we have a clue on how to be cool in that world. <laughs> Salt and the light. <laughs> the salt, the light. Thanks for listening to our friends Brent and Jeff on the Ultra Light. They rock. That was December Radio. Live and breathe, and um, they just rock. They do. They have the best guitar riffs. I can't. I can't even fathom coming up with guitar riffs like that. They uh, played that one song, and when I, we saw them live, we saw them live together. Remember yeah. that? And uh, they Good did the cover for "Carry On My Wayward Son." I was like. 
those guitar riffs were like are like unbelievable yeah. in and of themselves, but they just they they rocked it. That's crazy. Anyway, we're talking about salt. We're talking about light, and let's talk about salt first, shall we, Jeff? I think we should. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Salt. We are likened to salt. So, what do we use salt for? And also, what you know? What are the the pros, the cons of salt? I guess we could just start with. I don't think there's really any cons to salt. I love salty food. I much prefer something salty to something sweet. Personally, Me too, actually, I always will go. Like people are like, "Oh, you want?" I'd rather uh, have a bag of potato chips. Yeah, than exactly. Of any day. And if I do have something sweet, I like it mixed with something salty, like a chocolate covered pretzel. Mm. So it's got like the salt, or like you ever like the chocolate covered potato chips, or yes, it's just like so good because you get the mix of the salt and the sweet. But too much sweet, it hurts my teeth. And uh, you know, sometimes God calls us to be salt. Actually, He does call us to be salt. But sometimes it's more important to be that salt, that that thing that drives the flavor and, and really makes a difference in the taste of something. Uh, whereas a sweet thing, you know, it's just kind of nice and, you know, doesn't really have as big an impact when yeah. it's sweet. The whole I, point of salt is to make it taste good. <clears throat> it's our yep. taste to enhance the flavor, right? Um, and, you know, that's what the Bible says. If it loses its saltiness, then what good is it? Yeah. Because that's its whole, por- that's its whole purpose, you know? If it loses its purpose... What good is it anymore? It's not worth anything. Yeah, I think that, you know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. And we are called the salt, so it's almost like we are the thing that is making, that is drawing the flavor out of God by people looking at us as the salt. And they're like, you know, so people put salt on, like, their cantaloupe or their, you know, and it, it like, actually brings out the flavor. Or you put salt in, like, baking. You know, when you bake something, a lot of the recipes call for salt because it actually brings salt. out. Yeah brings out the sweetness and that's a great parallel to what we are called to do is to to be the salt of god so that it brings out the flavor of god in the life of the unbeliever the lost world so uh, i mean there's tons more salt. i think we should <laughs> devote our one to salt, salt our two to light Sounds because good. there's there's enough go- to go around enough salt to go around and like we said earlier we're talking about salt for hour one <laughs> <laughs> salt and uh, you're like, why am I listening to a radio show about salt? That, Wait, uh, is this the cooking channel? I know. <laughs> don't change it. Don't change it. We have a purpose behind it. Um, it talks about of us if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It's good for nothing but to be trampled underfoot by men. You just throw it out. It's, you don't have salt that is flavorless or else it's not salt. It's just uh, white dots <laughs> assorted in a, in a little sprinkly thing. And... Uh, you, you just think about, you know, you wouldn't use pretzel salt to to salt a driveway. You look at that dirty old hunks of ice. I'm sorry, hunks of salt to melt the ice. You're not going to be eating that salt because it's not good for that. It's not meant, right. It's not flavorful. It's not tasty. That's what it's talking about. You know, you just throw it out. People will trample all over it. The only way salt can lose its flavor is if you mix it with something else. You know, once you mix salt, you know, it kind of loses its potency. It, it, it gets compromised in a sense. And we as Christians can sometimes get compromised by what's around us and we begin to lose that tastiness that we have as the salt of God, as the example of Christ to the lost world. If we compromise, we lose the effectiveness that God's called us to have. Word. You said that very well. <laughs> I was on the verge of coughing that whole time. Right. I was like, wait, I should jump in and save my partner here in crime. But uh, 
Now this this whole salt and light thing comes after, I think interestingly enough, after the Beatitudes and how he just talked about persecution. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, praise the Lord and rejoice and be exceedingly glad when you're persecuted for my name's sake. Oh, by the way, you're the salt of the earth. You know, you've remained. Why? Basically, Jesus is saying, you know, you exist on this planet um, for a purpose of being the, you know, the flavor and the, the flavor of Christ um, in, a, in a world that doesn't have that, that flavor. And um, so basically, Jesus is saying, if you lose that, you know, if you don't, if you're not glorifying me in that regard, then really, what good is it that you're here? And, um, you know, just worthy of being just trampled by men. You're just, you know, you're not significant in that in that respect anymore. And, um, you know, that's true in in our lives. You know, we should be living our lives to be glorifying to God. And um, just like, you know, what this show is all about and how we strive to. Um, to edify us at you know encourage ourselves to be lights for Christ and you know to glorify our father you know that's the whole purpose that reason why we're here and that's why we need to be conscientious of the fact that we are salt of the earth yeah the, and the things that salt do you know especially back in the day when Jesus was speaking salt was used to preserve they didn't have refrigerators it was used to preserve their meats and things they they would use it to preserve food they would actually like you know pound it with salt and it would actually keep keep it from decaying and you know perishing and uh it was also used to heal you know we if you've ever had an open wound and you've gone into the ocean that's salt water there have been times when i have like cuts and stuff on my hands and stuff and because it's in that salt water it stings sure it does but at the same time it actually uh, it furthers the healing process and speeds it up so that's a, you know great parallels here in scripture of what god calls us to be to preserve you know those that are that are being saved, and to, to to add that preservation to those, so that they aren't decaying and, and perishing in hell, uh, and then also you know God has called us to to help and to to heal those that are hurting, and uh, you know what a great picture for us to live according to God's will and to be salt and light. Yeah, and the life of a believer to be in this world to um, the privilege of being able to be used by God. Um, to help preserve the world and to and to be used by the Lord to reach out to a dying world um, and preserve, like Jeff was saying, to preserve um, the souls of men um, and to help heal the souls of men. And yes, like Jeff said, when you shove, shove salt in a wound, it stings. And sometimes it stings for a believer to even exist and to be here. And there is conflict. Um, but for the ultimate good of you know preserving this world, um, what an amazing privilege. It's actually a privilege, and that's why Jesus says rejoice if that pain happens because you have a role here to be salt in the world. And that's just an awesome privilege that we have. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Last Second Chance by This Beautiful Republic. Before that, you heard Jesus to the World. It's a great song, especially what we're talking about tonight, Salt and Light. And in keeping with Salt and Light, we're going to be talking about our Unbelievable, which uh, actually is not in keeping with it whatsoever. And tonight, our Unbelievable, um, as it drew near, we we realized that we didn't have anything that was unbelievable tonight. Yeah. And, um, you and know. it really scared us because we're sitting here thinking, wait, have, have we done, like, we're you know, we're approaching our 100th show. So we've had, you know, this is our 91st episode, and um, 
we've had a lot of unbelievable topics and we've had a lot of rants and it's really scary like have we reached the end of the <laughs> ranting of our is unbelievable everything segment? now just believable yeah like did unbelievable things just go away because we've, we've covered them all like, I mean, is there that few things that are unbelievable in this world? <laughs> I believe that there are. <laughs> I mean, especially, you know, when when the altar life has covered such a vast array of unbelievable topics that it's almost made maybe what was once unbelievable kind of believable. It's kind of taken away or you know, lessened its unbelievableness. You know, I would propose and challenge that our listening audience actually provide us with an idea of something that's unbelievable because I'm doubting the fact that there are more unbelievable things that are out there. And maybe, just maybe, there's someone out there listening tonight that is actually saying, no way, <laughs> there are unbelievable things that I'm thinking of right now that you haven't talked about. And frankly, I'd like to hear what those are because I don't believe you. Yeah, because you I know think what? you're unbelievable. We actually have an email address that's designated to this specific cause, and it's unbelievable at thealterlife.com. And all you have to do is just send us an email. And, and this is a desperate cry because, like Brent said, this is a scary moment. Is it possible that we have gone on our last tangent about unbelievable things? It could be. But you'll have to stay tuned and listen and find out. I feel like if people are actually, you know, they might be saying, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, My Jesus. prayers are, I like the show except for that two to three minute spot of unbelievable and <laughs> I really am glad that they're over and so I'm not going to provide a response to the call that they're making tonight <laughs> and I would propose that you are depriving this general area this <laughs> listening area of sheer brilliance and um, pure comedic unbelievableness <laughs> so um, you know you are deceived yeah <laughs> frankly, frankly you are deceived because the unbelievable is the salt yes on, on the, the soft the pretzel of radio. You, you can't have it. You can't have radio without the salt. If you do, then it's just kind of doughy goo. Yeah. That's not that good. Yeah. Tasteless. Should be trampled by men. <laughs> radio ridiculous. Do you want and, that? Do you yeah. want the altar life to be trampled by men? I think not. I think you want it to be salty, unbelievable goodness. So why don't you chip in an unbelievable That, please? my friend, is our unbelievable for the evening. Thank you for sticking around after that cliff that we just jumped off at the end before the station ID. Yeah. Um, but as we said, you know, feel free to email us. You know, we, we envy, or no, we covet, I should say, your emails and unbelievable things uh, to come streaming into our mailbox. We, we yeah. really need it. I mean, I'm speechless right now. And I do have to say that we've gotten, uh, you know, we always make pathetic pleas for, you know, feedback, but... Um, I like to thank those who have been feedbacking because um, <laughs> it's, appre- it's appreciated and um, you know it's fun to hear from y'all. Yeah, we like you. We do we like our, our friends. friends. As promised, hour two we're going to move on from salt into light. <laughs> <laughs> so um, get your sunglasses on, people. Yeah. All right. It's good to live in the light, not in darkness. And so we're going to jump off with the light topic in hour two. But first, this song by Jars of Clay, "Show You Love." We're going to be moving on, as Brent said to. Uh, God calling us to be the light. We talked about being the salt, how we should not, um, you know, allow things to come in and, and take our taste away, that we should be used for the healing of those that are hurting and also preserving the, you know, the people that are on this earth that are perishing to bring them to Christ to taste. But now we're going to be talking about being a light because Jesus said that I am the light of the world. But once he left, he said, you are the light of the world. Now it's That's up true. to us. So we're going to be talking about that now in hour two. So stay tuned. Yep. 
So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna, I was just gonna say I'm that. like, well, Brian, um, I guess we could just talk about it now. Yeah. <laughs> so look, you don't have to be that patient on the altar life. We we promise. We deliver after we promise. Sometimes momentarily. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the next second. Um, a city is set on a hill. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The whole purpose of us being a light is to live out loud, is to let that light shine. And I'm just thinking about the Sunday school song that we learned when we're in Sunday school. It's like, let, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And, um... Hide it under a bushel? No. <laughs> a bushel? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, why do we... Wh- what's the big deal, you know? Um, we are supposed to be beacons shining um, Jesus in a dark world, you know? And there's there's a lot of verbiage in the in the Bible about light versus darkness. And, you know, First John's all about, you know, living in the light, walking in the light, um, you know, as opposed to walking in darkness. And um, when you're not saved, before you're a Christian... You are actually in darkness. You know, you are. It's, it, it is compared to walking around in a closet. Like, if you've ever been locked in a closet and there's absolutely no light, you can't even see the hand in front of your face. Um, it's like that before you're a Christian. You really have no clue. You know, you're just walking around hoping that you end up in the right place. But when you have Jesus, you have the light inside of you. And, um, you know, because we have Jesus inside of us, that light just shines forth. And the closer we drew to the light, you know, the, the brighter we get. Um, it's kind of like the moon and the sun. The closer the moon is to the sun, the brighter it appears to us. Um, so, anyway, not to get all astronomical on you all. And if you're falling asleep, it's getting late, we know, but please wake up. Please. Come on now. That was late. Anyway, um, when we are called to be light, you know, I heard the analogy where, you know, if you're familiar with the old light bright yes. game, where, you know, all you had to do is plug those pegs in and the light shone forth and and they were saying how, you know, that, you know, God is that board and we are the little pegs that, that light up to, to show them who Christ is. And uh, it's a very poor analogy, but it's nice for all those people out there that are listening that need word pictures, you know, cartoon know metaphors light, and stuff. I know such. what a light bright is. Yeah. <laughs> for all those who were born before for the 1990. Rest, <laughs> the other 90% of you, you'll just have to figure it out. Yeah. Right Google search light bright. I think light was spelled with a T-E, not a G-H-T. <laughs> but um, that's right up there with strawberry shortcake. <laughs> right. And all that. But well, I, uh, I don't know why they're together in my mind, too. But I don't know. All right, that was Firefly by Small Town Poets. And I like how this passage um, that we're reading in Matthew 5, um, it says... Uh, verse 16 says let your light so shine before men as if to say the light is already shining don't get in its way (laughs) just let it shine and um, allow it to shine in your life because the reality is like I was saying before when you become a Christian um, immediately your your spirit is illuminated to the things of the Lord and um, you're actually able to be your your the light enters in and now you're living in the light and the and the encouragement here um, is that Jesus is the one who's the light. We're not light in and of ourselves, you know. As Jeff said, those little pegs in the light bright thing, <laughs> I'm going back to that analogy, um, don't light up themselves, you know. Uh, it isn't until uh, you put them in the light bright board. <laughs> yeah, 
that's it's a poor analogy. But right it's, now. it's my fault. But it works, and it's stuck in my head. Um, it is until that happens, and the peg actually lights up because um, the peg in and of itself doesn't produce light. And so, as as Jesus is saying, I'm a, I'm part of you. I'm in your heart. I'm in your life. And the encouragement is, you know, don't allow me, don't hide the fact that I'm there. But conversely, you know, let the light shine in your heart before men that they may see me, Jesus, the light that I have and glorify the Father, my Father who's in heaven. And, you know, I love how it says, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Cannot. And God is, is likening us unto a city on a hill. And and a lot of times we try so desperately to cover up our light. And, you know, we do it in vain because, you know, if we're truly saved, God's going to get what he needs out of us. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's not going to be like, oh, well, you want to cover up your light? Okay. It's going to, like, burst forth in us if we are truly saved because we have the love of Christ. Why would you want to cover up anything that God could offer you or to shine through you? You know, it's just, you know, that light bright analogy is so poor. But you guys get the, we get it because our brains are mush and it makes sense to us. We're like, oh, yeah, light bright. I get it. <laughs> All these theological debates have now been opened before me because of a circa 1986, uh, you know, electronic game of sorts but uh, you know that's the way our mind works unfortunately now but the fact that god god almighty shines through us it's like you know maybe better if you say a lantern or something because you you put the light inside and it it amplifies it and uh you know we are we are there to hold god's light and to shine into the darkness the caves of depravity and, and of sin that this world is and the fact that we do it, it's not because we want the attention on us. It's so that people will see us and say, God is good. God is to be glorified. As soon as a man has found Christ, he begins to find others. One who has tasted of the honey of the gospel cannot eat it all himself. Andrew first found his own brother Simon and then others. Andrew did well to begin with Simon. There are Christians who are giving away tracts at other people's houses who should give away a tract at their own. Let your religion begin at home. Many merchants export their best commodities, but the Christian should not. He should be a bold witness for Christ everywhere. But let him be sure to put forth the sweetest fruit of spiritual life and testimony in his own family. When Andrew went to find his brother, he could not have imagined how prominent Simon would become. Simon Peter was worth ten Andrews, from what we can gather from sacred history. Yet Andrew was instrumental in bringing him to Jesus. You may be very deficient in talent yourself but you may be the means of drawing one to Christ who will become strong in grace and service. You do not realize the possibilities which are in you. You may merely speak a word to a child who has a noble heart which will stir the church in years to come. Andrew had only limited talents, but he found Peter. You go and do likewise. And a little interlude by Jeff. Good job. (laughs) Just reading little Charles Haddon Spurgeon from Morning and Evening Devotional. That's a great devotional. Pick it up if you can. It's it's worth it. Got it it on Amazon for $4. Paperback. Nice. Nice. Yep. Amazon's good for that. Totally worth it. Yep. Yeah. It was used, but used and then passed on to spread the salt and light. (laughs) Like any good Bible or truth-bearing book. All right, that was Stellar Cart, Shine Like Stars, and I like that song. Just another encouragement to the fact that we are light-bearing, you know? The stars and the the moon, you know, those objects, especially the moon, is just a reflection of the sun, you yeah. know? And it's like the brighter the moon is, the more of the sun's reflection we have. And I think it's a great parallel to what we're talking about with this light thing tonight. Um, you know, and it's interesting that Jesus feels compelled to, to admonish us to let our light shine because he knows that the fleshly 
you know, the enemy would, would love to keep our lights hidden. I mean, that's what his goal is all about. You know, don't let the word out about Jesus. And, um, you know, if I could make these Christians dull, um, then there's less opportunity for the believer to, to see Jesus. And, um, you know, so we have the world, you know, and the enemy coming against us as believers. And, um, you know, with people wanting to cover up our, the light that we do have. Um, but we are just the moon <laughs> in the yeah. sense that we are light bearing. And, um, again, just have an amazing privilege to be used by the Lord in that capacity. It's really cool. Yeah, there's so many parts in Scripture. I love the verse, the entrance of your word brings light. And there's also, you know, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. There are ways for us to shine our light and to to allow our light to reach further and further. And it's up to us, obviously, to to work on those things. But also, you know, once we have received the light from God, the light of, of the Lord, you know, we are called to be his his beacons, to be shining, you know, the, the, you know, the help beacon. Like, here's where the safe harbor is, you know, from the storm, you know, the lighthouse, if you will. And um, the, the most important part of this is that when people see us, they see God. That's the most important part. It's not like, hey, look how much of a light I shine. You know, look how salty I am. You know, yeah, right. uh, it's it's totally about God and the glory. Because if somebody looks at us and is like, "Wow, they're a really great Christian," you know, what does that benefit that person? It benefits them absolutely nothing, other than seeing a, a good example of Christ. But if you are shining your light and they see what God can do in a life, that's when they're like, "That's what I need." And then they get they are drawn to God by us shining our light, not drawn to us. <laughs> you understand? And that's what God's focus is there. The Altar Life. Music, true, real, period. All right, that was Salt and Light. What a perfect song. I mean, couldn't have gotten any more perfect to end on a song called Salt and Light, considering the episode was called Salt and Light. Question is, did you pick the song before the topic, or did you pick the topic before the song? I picked the song after. Nice. So it was like That's I found it, and I was yeah. like, sweet. Closure. Yeah. It brings closure to the show. It brings it into a nice, neat little ribbon. Hmm. With a nice little bow. Uh, you know, not to uh, to get you all, you know, dire in dire straits again, but remember, we don't have an unbelievable. Uh, you know, as far as Brent and I are concerned, that, that ship has sailed. So uh, we need you to, you know, renew our faith in unbelievable things by sending us an email uh, on our website so you can check those things out. I mean, I've had a great time. This is... This is going in the in the book of highlights of episodes in my book, yeah. or whatever I just said. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but it's late, and you know, if you don't make sense at this point, it's okay. Yeah, most people have, have fallen asleep either at the wheel or in their house <laughs> listening to clear, our shows. So. boredom. But the most yeah. important thing up tonight, if you got anything, was I think we all need to be encouraged and um, be challenged by the word of God tonight. That uh, as He was reminding us that we are the salt of the earth, and um, we are the light of the world. And the, the message here is, is is don't be discouraged when people, you know, hate you for being a Christian or, or persecute you, but be encouraged that we are here for a purpose and our purpose is to shine out, you know, burn out bright for Jesus, um, that people can look at our lives, the good works the Bible says that we do, um, the things that we do with our hands, the words that we say, um, how we conduct ourselves, and they can look at us and go, wow, that Jesus thing must be real. And um, want to want to know that, and want to have that light. I want to know the light, who is Jesus Himself. So, 
um, we should be encouraged to do that this evening. Yeah, the Lord is good. It says, taste and see. You taste salt, you see light. Let's uh, be a good example of how good and sweet God is by uh, attracting people to him by the things that we do and the way we behave. So let's go out. That's our challenge tonight. Until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ.